the uh, Orachim HaKadosh in uh, Parshish Truma 25.10. So the Torah says, but also Aaron. You should be first reading the Pasuk. But also Aaron, you should make an Aaron. You should make an Ark. Atzei Shittim. Hamasayim v'chetzi Arko, v'amu v'chetzi Rachpo, v'amu v'chetzi Komasar. So it gives the uh, parameters of how big it has to be. It has to be made out of wood and gold. That's what the Torah says. Says the Orachayim HaKadosh. Says like this. Tam she'ba'aron shina Hashem is dvoroi hatoiv mikol ha'kelim. Here by the Aron appears an expression that is different than all the rest of the vessels. Right, here in Parsha Chuma, the Torah is giving us instructions and how to build every single one of the vessels, every single one of the kalim in the Mishkan, right? So, also by the Aaron, the same thing. The Torah is giving us instructions of how to build the Aaron. So, the Torah changed its expression when it comes to the Aaron than all the other ones, right? Shibakulam Amar Ba'asisa Shulchan. For example, it says, Ba'asisa Shulchan, you shall make a table for the showbread, for the lechem aponim. Va'asisa minoras. You shall make the minora. You should make the uh, the candelabra for the for the lighting of the for the lighting in the kodesh. Ve'esa mishkan tase. You should make the mishkan. Va'asisa zamizbeach atse v'goymer. You should also make the mizbeach. You should make the altar. So it says the orachayim. Uh, in every single one of them, it says in the singular. It says in to the person, to the one. And you shall do. And you should make the table. You should make the this. But here, by the Aron, it says it in the plural. You should make, in the plural, the Aron. For also, you should make. Also, it says it in a direct. You shall cover it, and you shall uh, attach to it. Va'asisa bade, and you shall make, and you shall make the the uh, the poles. What are those poles called uh, that carry the ark? The bade. I'm saying, but in English, is there a term for them in the uh, in the English language for poles that are attached to the ark to carry them? Uh, what? I know the people who carry the ark for in a leviah, the staves, for the leviah they call the pole bearers, the people that carry them, right? That's not P-O-L-E. It's P-A-L-L. P-A-L-L? And this is pole? P-O-L-E. Okay, fine, but it's the same pole, the same ark. You call it an ark. No, I think a pole is a... Something on which a casket is put. Oh, okay, fine. Oh, it's a cat. It's, it's not. It's not. It's not a pole. It's the platform. Yeah. Oh, I see. Okay, fine. So even even the rest of the Aron is also directed uh, in a singular, except that when it says in general the Aron itself, it says it in a plural. plural. What's the shot? Says the the Archive. What's the explanation for this? Why? So maybe we can say the same explanation, whatever the office. Or maybe we'll see the Orochayim's comments on that. But now let's, but as far as, Mikdash is a general term for the entire tabernacle. 
for the whole Mishkan. Here we're talking about specifically the Kalim or the parts of the Kalim. It says, it says Vasu. So now, says the Orachim, what's the chat here? It says like this. Ulai, perhaps maybe, Shiromaz, here the Torah is giving us a hint. There's a remnant here. Uh, the simple explanation of the Pasuk is, it's telling us the Pashib Shat, and that is make the arm. But there's a remnant here, there's a hint here. What's the hint? Ulai Shiromaz, she'en gufa shal Torah, yochali yiskayim elebuchlolos kol Yisrael. It is a remis here. What's the remis to? What is the ark a remis to? The gufa shel Torah. It's a remis to the body of the Torah, meaning the observance of the entire Torah. Right? The ark represents the Torah itself. And so therefore, the remis here is, is that she'en gufa shel Torah yocholi yiskayim. The Torah itself cannot exist. It cannot uh, continue. It cannot perpetuate. Only with the Klolos, with the general of the entire Jewish people. So therefore, when it comes to making the Ark, in a figurative sense, which means making of the Torah, which means the fulfillment of the Torah, right? It says it in the plural. The Torah really is talking again the same way in terms of the simple explanation, the same way that it's telling Moshe, make the, uh, the Mizbeach, it's telling him to make the Mizbeach. But here it says it in the plural, not for the simple explanation. It says it in the plural for the figurative explanation, for the remit, for the hint, to tell you that when you make the Aaron, meaning when you make the Torah, the Torah can only be fulfilled with the entire Klai Yisrael. The Ein Metzios, continues the Arachayim, Ba'olam Yochol Asos Kol Ikri Torah. There is no one individual. There is no existence. There is no person that can fulfill the entire Torah. V'zelech Ha'os. Here's a sign for you. Imhu Kohen. For example, let's take a Kohen. Harei ze'eno mikayim nisinas chavdalet matanas. Kohuna. The Kohen cannot give the 24 gifts that go to the Kohen. Upigyan b'chor and the redemption of the firstborn. Why? Because the 24 gifts go to the Kohen, so he can't give them to himself. So he cannot fulfill the mitzvah of Pigyan Aben, and he cannot fulfill the mitzvah of the Chavdal and Kuna. The Imhu Yisrael, and if he is a Yisrael, he's not a Kohen or a Levi. He's unable to fulfill the mitzvah, with the exception of the mitzvah of Shechita. Right? He's unable to fulfill all of the details that the Torah commands in the book of Ayikra in the offering of the sacrifices, of all the karbonis, the akrova, of all the karbonis, all of their dinim. Uh, sprinkling the blood on the Mizbeach, right? The bringing close to the Mizbeach, the putting the limbs on the ramp, all of these things that are required, the burning of the entire Ola, right? The, the eating of the, of, the, of the meat, of the shlamim and the chatas, all of these things a Yisrael can't do. Only a Kohen can do that. There are many positive commandments. So if you're in Israel, you cannot fulfill those mitzvahs. Levi. Also a Levi. So therefore, only as a group effort, the Israel, the Levi, and the Kohen, right, can fulfill the mitzvahs, all of the mitzvahs in the Torah. Therefore, the Torah said here, regarding the Aaron in the plural.
Loshin Rabin. Ubishar prote tikuni ha'aron, Amr Loshin Yachid. But when it comes to the other specifications, the other specific parts of the Aron, such as the poles and the rings, uh, all of the, the other stuff that's included in, in, the, in, in, the, in the composition of the Aron, there it says it in the singular form. Kilisakin clay ha-Torah, because to fix the clay, the, the vessels of the Torah, shehim lomdeha, the, those that learn it, va'amoleha, and those that work in the Torah, that could be made with one person. So if we continue the analogy, if we thread the thread all the way through, says the Orachayim, why are we talking in the singular when we're talking about the specific parts of the Aram? Because in our analogy, since the Torah, since the Aram represents the, 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 the fulfillment of the entire Torah itself, right? Since the Aram represents the fulfillment of the entire Torah itself, what do the individual parts of the Aram represent, such as the poles? Says the Orachayim, the individual parts of the Aram, such as the poles and the cover and all of that, represent the ones that are the closest to the Torah, the ones that study Torah, the Torah scholars, the, or the people who learn in yeshiva, the ones that are striving to understand the Torah. Those people are referred to in a singular sense, an individual sense, not in the plural. Why? Because those are individuals. Whenever you have the entire Klai Israel, those people who are the Torah scholars are going to be individuals. Therefore, it says it in the singular sense. So when we're talking about the, the, the Torah being fulfilled, um, by its, the whole Torah being fulfilled, that's a macro statement. That's talking about the entire group. When we're talking about the parts, that's a micro statement. We're talking about individuals in the group, such as the Torah scholars. Okay? Ode. Furthermore, Perhaps maybe the reason why it prefaces to speak in this language is is to reveal on the entire action, on the entire action, even though it's speaking to him directly, even though it's speaking to him, the mitzvah is not coming to him, but the mitzvah is coming to somebody else. It's like you speak to this one, but you really mean the other one. So even though it says to Moshe, it says, Va'asisa, and you shall do, Va'asisa bade, or Va'yitzaktalo, you shall make the, these parts. It's not talking to Moshe. It's talking to somebody else. Who is that talking to? Shehim chachmeleiv. That's talking about the experts, the artisans that fashioned the art in itself. Can Moshe be king? like it explains it afterwards. And the, the, uh, it's referencing him. When it's talking about the project being made, it's talking about Moshe making the project. It's not talking about the people who are behind the project, the people who are involved, the we in the, uh, in the group. And the reason why the credit is given to Moshe is because he is the one who's giving the mitzvah to Klai Israel. So, in general, when it says to make the Aaron, again, it says it in the plural. But when it says the specifics to it, it's speaking to Moshe Rabbeinu. Either because it's talking about the Torah scholars, or because it's talking to Moshe Rabbeinu. To tell everybody else. Really, it's telling them, but it's telling Moshe Rabbeinu to tell them. And therefore, it talks about him instead of them. Okay? So, Pastor, any questions?
No? Okay, continues the Orachayim, Ode, Lefi Masha Omuzal. Furthermore, according to what Chazal say, Tanhuma, Akef Yud, Ki Aron Eitz, Asa Moshe, that Moshe Rabbeinu made an Aron of wood. The Sham Sam Haluchos, and there he placed the Luchos. Right? There he placed the tablets, Takef Biridosim Nahar, as soon as he came down from the mountain. In other words, Moshe made for himself his own box. Right? When Moshe Rabbeinu came down with the, uh, with the, with the luchos, right? And the cameras stopped rolling. What did he do with them? You know, when he had to go to, the, to, 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 to have a bite to eat. What did he do with the luchos? Did he drape them over his shoulder and put them in a backpack? So says the Medrash, no. He made himself a, a, an aron. He made himself a private box, private storage place in order to put the, uh, the, the glucose in there. Acha also Bitzalel Ha'aron, until, continues the Orachayim, Bitzalel made the Aron which is prescribed in the Torah, Shehun Chasham Le'olam, and there they will be placed forever. V'chein Amun Parshazekev, and that's what it says in Parshazekev also, Tvarim 10, 1, V'asisalecha Aron 8, you shall make for yourself an Aron of wood. Dictate Lomer Lecha. The Torah there specifically says for you. Specifically for you when it talks to Moshe. Pirusho, its explanation is, Ain Pirush Vaasisa Kishar Vaasisa. The explanation of the Vaasisa is not like the rest of the Vaasisas. Asher Tzivisicha Vamaita Mishkan that I've commanded you in the making of the tabernacle, in the making of the Mishkan. Va'asisa shulchan, you should make the table. Va'asisa minoras, you should make the minorah. Va'asisa mizbeach, you should make the altar. V'kulam lo'asa le'bitzalel. All of those things, even though they were told to Moshe, Moshe himself didn't do it, like we said, but Bitzalel did it. The person who was the artisan that made the mishkan. But over here it says the word lecha to you, next to the word va'asisa, and you shall do, to tell him, to you I'm telling you to do this. And that's what he did. He made for himself an ark. There it's referring to the ark that Moshe had for himself in which he had the luchos. The chsiv, as it says there, Apostle Gimel, the as aron ateshitim, I made for myself an aron. I made a, a box made out of wood. The chsiv sham, right, it's the chsiv sham, sham, hey. It says there, Apostle Gimel, for asim as a luchos, for aron asherasisi, and I placed the the uh, the luchos in the pl- in, in the aron in the box which I made and that's why here it says also in the plural why says the orachayim pirish milvad besides what you're going to make which is a temporary box for the luchos to be contained in also those that do will make Right? And from the, uh, the, the items of the contributions to the Mishkan. So that's why it says, for also. Besides what you do, for also, they will also do. So over here it's hinting that Moshe should make himself an Aura. Because it's saying, besides what they're doing, you should do. The im haya oimer va'asisa, if it would say you should do, haya saiver marshal lo'dan ma'ashigilu lo'ba'aran then Moshe would have thought to 
make the estimate from here from what was revealed for him by the Oren. Shilafi Shah. Shia Mishalo, that for the moment that it was for, 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 for to be his, this also will be like that. Right? He would, Moshe Rabbeinu would think that from that which is revealed by the Aaron, that was made temporary, that it should be from his, that this Aaron also should be made the same way. Oh, Yachshov, or Moshe, or Moshe would think, Shia, also Aaron, Atmushikvar, also. Or he would think that the box that he made himself should become the Aaron that would be in the Mishkan. Right? That's why he said not like that, but also they will make a different Aaron. Ubishar Maisim, the rest of the actions, the rest of the uh, projects, Shalohaya Maisim Zulas, that there wasn't uh, another one besides it, Ha'omar. The Pesach says, Kedak, Ravasi, so you shall do. That the merit is, uh, is stated by Moshe, even though the others are doing. So in summary, the Orachim is saying that the word Va'asu is, is telling us, I mean, we can put them all together, all the expressions together. The word Va'asu is telling us, first of all, in a figurative sense, it's a hint to the fact that there's a Torah here, and the Torah can only be fulfilled by the entire Klai Israel. That's the only way we can move forward through history, is if everybody is involved, in a micro sense, right? But also, but also is saying to Moshe that he should make for himself a private Aaron before the Aaron is made, so that he can house the Luchos in it that he's going to come down from Shemayim from, 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 the, from, the, uh, from the mountain from. So in the Parsha, does it say specifically that the Moshe's to make the second pass, or this is just what the Arachayim is saying? Is so the Arachayim is saying that here it's implied in our Pasha, it's implied from the word Va'asu, okay. because the word, the, word, the word Va'asu should be read as besides what you did, they will do another. Right? But he says that it says it explicitly in, uh, it says it explicitly later on. Somewhere else, it says the words "va'as aron ateshitim" in uh, Dvorim, ten, one, three, and five. Over there, he's learning that he says it explicitly. Okay, fine. So that's this Orachim. So this is where it comes from. At least the Orachim is taking the perspective that the Aron represents the Torah. Okay. So now let's turn to. Do we have a Xerox copy of the uh, number eight, twenty-five eight? Yeah. Okay, so let's see 25 days. Okay, there's two different ones. But how come you're going backwards? I don't know. It doesn't matter. 25 8. So, that one was Devarim 10. Right. No, but this is, no, uh, this, this is 25 8 in Shemos. Okay. But okay. I don't know. I was going to say, what words did it say? Okay, so says the uh, Orachim. 25.8. So the, what does the Torah say? This is, Bela wanted to see this one. Right? You shall make for me a mikdash in the plural. And I will dwell amongst you. Says the Orachayim. Tzorach ladas. Loma koroi mikdash. Why does it call it a mikdash? Oh, wait. Let, let's see, uh, Rav Dan, whether there's a summary uh, by Rabbi Rabbad. Uh, of the Orachim that we just did, and if yes, we will read it. Okay. So, 
It says like this. Let's see. The Pasha's Truma. 25... What do we just do? 25... 10. 25, 10. Which is this. No, he does not summarize that one. But he does summarize the next one that we're about to do. Okay? Right, so he says that that book is referring in Dvarim, in, what is it, in Pashas Akev, right? It's referring to the temporary ark. The Moshe made for himself a temporary ark. Right. Okay. Fine. So now 25.8 says that Arachayim Vaasuli Mikdash, you should make for me a Mikdash. Mishokhanti Besokha. And I will be, and I will dwell there. Asks the Arachayim. So we have to know. Why does it call it a mikdash, which literally is, I guess, translated as a sanctuary? And then after that, it goes back and calls it a mishkan. Mishkan literally means a dwelling place, which we translate as a tabernacle. So in Pasuk 8, Pasuk Ches, it says, right? And in Pasuk Tes, it says, Right? As Tavnis HaMishkan, it calls it Mishkan. So it's called the Mikdash and it's called the Mishkan. Asks the Orachayim, what's the change in language? From sanctuary to tabernacle. Right? The Chsib as Tavnis HaMishkan. What's the Pshat? What are, what's, the, what's the change in the language? Says the Orachayim. Venira, to me it appears, Ki Omroi Vaosuli Mikdash, He Mitzvah the fact that it says in our pasuk, "Basuli Mikdash," you should make for me a sanctuary. That's a positive commandment. Koleles kolazmanim, and that is talking about all times of existence. In other words, the six thousand years of existence of the world, right? There's a mitzvah say that says, "Basuli Mikdash," you should make for me a mikdash. Bein b'midbar, bein b'knisas amlaret. It doesn't matter whether they're in the desert, whether they go into the land of Israel. Becholz manchi Yisrael sham ledoros. Whenever the Jews are going to be there for generations, there is a mitzvah. They had to make this even in the exile, too. Right? Really, there's a mitzvah to make it in the exile also. And that's the word for Asuli Mikdash. What happened was, is that there's a technicality in the law that prohibits all other places for the Mishka, for the, for the Beit HaMikdash to be built, for the, for the temple to be built, from the time that the first temple is built, then all other places become prohibited. You have not come here until now, to the resting place and the inheritance. Therefore, it doesn't say you shall make a mishkan. Wait, before we continue that. Right? So therefore, there's a technicality in the law. What's the technicality? The truth is, there's a mitzvah to make a, mish, to make a mikdash. The sanctuary means that there's a mitzvah for all eternity. As long as there's existence, as long as there are Jewish people, which is to the end of time, there's a mitzvah to make a mishkan. And it doesn't matter where we are. I'm sorry, a mikdash. There's a mitzvah to make a mikdash. It doesn't matter where we are. Whether we are in Eretz Israel, whether we're in the Midbar, whether we're in Golis, doesn't matter where we are. In all of these places, in Israel, in the desert, or in exile, there's a mitzvah to 
make a mikdash. And that's why it says Vasali Mikdash. Except there's a technicality. Once we go to once we come to Eretz Israel, once we arrive in Eretz Israel and we build the Beit Hamikdash, then all the other places become prohibited from building a, mish, a, a mikdash. So therefore, even though there's this mitzvah, right, there's a technicality which prohibits us to fulfill that mitzvah once the first base mikdash is built. That's the meaning of the words for asuli mikdash. You should make for me a mikdash. What? It's a, it's a contradiction then. It's not a contradiction because they made it in the desert, and they made mishka, and they made it in uh, Shiloh. They made other places before the base amigdash so was the built. The directive was that before the, base, the regular base amigdash was built. There's a mitzvah that before the base amigdash is built. There's a mitzvah to make a mikdash. Okay, but once that happens, okay. Right. So once that happens, okay, everything else is called mishk, mishkan. Oh, so I don't know. He didn't explain the other part, but he's saying v'asuli mikdash means that. Okay. Okay. Fine. So far so good. Do you have a question? No. Ve'lazel lo omar v'asu mishkan. Therefore, it doesn't say v'asu mishkan, like it says v'asu mikdash. <coughs> right? It doesn't say v'asu mishkan. Shi'i and nishma, if it would say the word v'asu mishkan, I would hear from that shall also zman levad nemer that the mitzvah is only for that time, meaning when for the desert. If it would say, but also Mishkan, you should make a tabernacle, I would think the mitzvah for the tabernacle is only for in the desert. And after it says it in general, Amar Prat, then it tells me the specific. Hanasa the Midbar, what was made in the Midbar? Right? Which is not the place to build stones. She Mishkan, and therefore they should make a Mishkan, In other words, if the Torah would not change the language, and first in Pasuk Ches, say, Mikdash, and then change the language to Pasuk Tes, Mishkan, if the Torah would not change the language and say, in verse 8, um, Sanctuary, and in verse 9, Tabernacle, instead it would say, Tabernacle, it would say Mishkan in both places. I would think that the mitzvah that the Torah is giving us in this week's Pasha is only for, for the desert and nowhere else. Therefore, it changed the language to tell me that the mitzvah is beyond the desert too. The saying you will find, continues the Orachayim, Shikos of Rambam, Perakal of Milchus Beis Abachira, that the Rambam in his laws of the base of Bechir, of the chosen house, in the laws of the temple, chapter 1, halacha number 1, mitzvah say, says the rabbi, what does the rabbi say? Mitzvah say, it is a positive commandment, lasos bias, to make a house, lashem for God, to make a house of God, to make a house for God, right? The chsiv, as it says, in which pasuk does he quote? Our pasuk. But also he meant that you should make a sanctuary. Atkan. That's what the Ram says. With time of, why does the Rabbim say that? It is the change of language in the way that we just wrote it. That's how you know that there's a mitzvah to build a house beyond the Mishkan that was in the desert. 
It's very complicated that they use words, English words. I don't know where the sanctuary comes from. It's I'm just saying sanctuary for because know, in order to pick very, an English word, I know, but to translate very, the word uh, mikdash. I know, but it makes it very, makes it more complicated. The reason why I'm saying the word sanctuary means mikdash, which you know I'm probably not correct, but I think sanctuary maybe the root word of the sanctuary etymology is, sanct is sanctity. sanctity, and mikdash is the word is kodesh, which means right. holy. Right, which is the same word. Tabernacle, what's the etymology of tabernacle? I have no idea, but Mishkan is from Lishachin Shmo uh, Shah, that Hashem's name is there. Right, so. Why, and I will dwell there. Right, so. Which why is the end of Fuzzy Gate. So why anybody calls it tabernacle? And it's just confusing. Uh, you're right, okay, fine. Oh, dear Tabarmu Okay, so that's the first explanation of the Archaim. Yeah, the technicality. This is a technical day for the Archaim today for us. Okay? Another explanation of also the mikdash. Another reason why it says you should make for me a mikdash. So, okay, we're going to see. I want to tie this in a little bit. We're going to see. We have to read the Archaim until the end, but I want to tie this into the drash that everybody's familiar with. Okay, on this pasuk. But uh, the, the, the halacha that the Archaim is pointing out is, uh, fits very nice with the drash, I think. We'll, we'll, we'll read it first till the end, then we'll, then we'll say it. But anyway, Oyitza, another explanation for Amrai Vasali Mikdash, in where it says Vasali Mikdash, is Kimneesha Osamoso Lishmo, that from the moment that it's made for God's name, Yisparach, blessed be he, Li, because it says Li, Vasali, you should make for me, which means Rashi says Lishmi, for my name, which means that the house has to be built if for the sake of his name, right? So once that, that's done, even though God himself has not come there yet, because that's the consequence of making it for his name, because that's what the Pesach says. And I will dwell in it, but that means I will dwell in it subsequently. So there's a, there's a, there's a period of time, says the Orachayim, in between. You'll make it for my name, nothing, and then I will dwell in it. So... Once it's made for my name, even though I'm not there, Hari Hu Mikdash, it's already it's already Mikdash anyway. Even though I'm not there, it's already a holy place. Vidin Kodesh Yeshlo, and it should be treated as if I'm there. Almost making me think that we should build a Mikdash right now, someplace else in Jerusalem, because we're supposed to build it. Right, but the problem is the problem is you can't build it someplace in Jerusalem because once it's already built. You can't build it anywhere else. Well, That's the problem. That's what the Archaim said before. Once it's built on the Temple Mount, it has to be rebuilt okay. on the oh, Temple oh, Mount. Okay. Okay. It's prohibited to build it in Beit Shemesh. Uh, okay. I was going to say it. Just, you, know, it's, you can't. It's Jerusalem. <laughs> but, yeah. Until it was built on the Temple Mount, then you can make it in Beit Shemesh. Oh, and it was okay. But when, when Yeshua first came into the land. So then you can make it wherever you want. But now... That's when they made Mishkan Shiloh. Okay. They made it in Shiloh. But now, but now, now the Mikdash is built. You can't. Right? So we got it. I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say that. I, I know that. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and I shall dwell amongst you. Right? And that's what the Orchim is, is Medayik. It doesn't say, I will dwell in it. It says, I will dwell in them. Or I will dwell amongst you. That's the famous drash on this Pasuk. Most famously, I think it's said in the name of the Alshech, right? Loimar, says the Orachayim, Sha'amokam ashe yagdishu, 
that the place that will be sanctified, Lishochnoi, that Hashem will be there, Yiyeh B'nei Yisrael, it should be amongst the Jewish people. What does that mean? Shiyakifu HaMishkan B'dolet D'golim, that the Jewish people should surround the tabernacle with the four flags, which means that the mitzvah is, is that when you build the tabernacle, it has to be amongst all the Jewish people. What does that mean that it has to be amongst all the Jewish people? It means that the Jewish people have to surround it in their encampment, like the Torah describes, that the Jewish people did surround it, right, with the, with the four flags. All the tribes were encamped in, during the travels when they, when they stopped to camp, to camp out in the particular places around the Mishkan. And that's considered like if the Jewish people are surrounding it, that it's amongst every single Jewish person. And that's what it says in the plural, Bisoycham, amongst you. Yeah? says the Perhaps maybe these words are an answer. to what the Jewish people desire. The desired. Right? The Jewish people desired something means that there was a request in their hearts. That's what desire means. They want something. And this Hashem is responding to that desire. Hashem is responding to that question. What's the question? They were awesome by Sinai. When they saw at Har Sinai, when they saw at Har Sinai, Shahaya Baruchu Mukaf Bidigleamalochim, that Hashem, blessed be he, was surrounded by angels, Vuos Bisokham, and it is a sign to be uh, uh, to be amongst them, the Khoshku Avaliors came Bisokham. And they wanted that the same way that Hashem was amongst the angels and they surrounded him. They wanted that love, that relationship to exist between them and Hashem. That Hashem should be amongst them too. And therefore Hashem is answering that question, answering that request that the Jewish people had with these, with these words of Bisochah, amongst you. From the one who checks, the one who can discern what's in the hearts. V'amar v'asuli mikdash. Make for me a mikdash, v'shochanti kemokim v'sarcham, and I will also be amongst you. In other words, there's going to be this relationship that there was at Har Sinai. The same way that Har Sinai, Hashem was surrounded by the Molochim, Hashem was surrounded by the angels, right? So too, I'm going to be amongst you, right? I'm going to be, you're going to be surrounding me. So, I mean, the simple explanation of the Orchayim is he's just referring to what he said before. In other words, not only is there a mitzvah that they should be, that the Jewish people should be encamped around the tabernacle, but also the reason for that mitzvah is that they should be encamped around the tabernacle is, um, is, that, is, that, is that, that there should be this relationship of Hashem with the Jewish people. Right? But if we want to stretch the Orachayim further and not say it in the name of the Orachayim, or maybe perhaps maybe he intends this also to end, we could say like the Ramban at the beginning of this week's Pasha too. The Ramban says that the Mishkan is actually an encapsulation, a model of Harsinai. And the same way that the Aron 
and 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 Hashem is in, in is dwells by the Aron and the Jewish people are encamped around. So too, even though like the Orachimian says that on top of the mountain Hashem was surrounded by the angels, but the truth is the Jewish people were surrounding Hashem too, the same way that they surround the Aron. So really, really the Mishkan or the Mikdash is according to the Ramban is really the uh, the portable Sinai. It's the transferable Sinai. In other words, the Sinai, the Sinai experience is made permanent in Yerushalayim at the Temple Mount, and the Sinai experience travels right through the desert with the Jewish people because the Sinai experience is encapsulized in the Mishkan. And so that could be we could you know fit the Ramban together with the Orachayim. That's the promise that Hashem is saying Bisochah. Now, if we want to add a, uh, the Al-Sheikh's explanation, which also fits with the Orochayim, the word Bisochah means that every single person themselves, personally, has to make themselves into a Mishkan. And that's why it says, Bisochah, amongst you. I will dwell amongst you. Right? So therefore, if a person makes themselves into a Mishkan, they make themselves into a sanctuary, then Hashem will come to that person himself. And that also fits with the beginning of the words of the Orachayim, and that is the Orachayim said that the words of Asuli Mikdash, you should make for me a Mikdash, as opposed to the word Mishkan, is a reference to that there's a mitzvah to build the Mikdash even outside of the desert, even outside Eretz Israel, except that there's a technicality that says that if the Mikdash is already built in Eretz Israel, you can't build it everywhere else. But if we take it in a figurative sense, according to the Alshech, and we say that there's a mitzvah for each person themselves to make themselves into a sanctuary, then the Orachayim fits very well. That the word Va'asuli Mikdash is telling me that there's a mitzvah to make the Mikdash all the time in myself. And that it travels everywhere. Mikdash of yourself or Mishkan of yourself? Mikdash. Va'asuli Mikdash, he says, is a mitzvah for all generations. And are you going to ask the question, once the base of Mikdash is built and destroyed, you cannot build it in Golis anymore? There it is. According to the Yalshech, you can. According to the way the Orachayim is saying it. If you make yourself into a Mikdash, then Hashem will be in you. And so you, can, you can't make the Mikdash now anymore anywhere else in a, in, a, in a physical sense, but you can make it in a figurative sense, and in that figurative sense will be the response from the Rabbana Shalom that the Rabbana Shalom will, uh, will, will, will come and dwell um, in you, in a micro sense, in each one of you. The way that the Orachayim pointed out for, for a different, that, that would be the depth of, of what he's saying. Okay? Any questions? Okay. So now, let's just read Rabbi Rabad. Um, summary of this Orachayim. Do you have it, uh, Dan? You brought yours today? So I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm a loner today by myself. Okay, so the, I'm just, this, this is a review. Um, Dan gave me a, a safer that is uh, from a cousin of his uh, called the Orachayim Likutin from Rabbi Yitzhak Rabad, and it has summaries of the Orachayim, which is very nice because then we can summarize what we said. So uh, he says like this, Sorak Lavin, we have to understand, Madur Bebasik Zendem Remikdash, Vi'ilu Bebasik Apon Emre Mishkan. We have to understand, why does it say in this Pasuk number 8? It says Mikdash, and the next passage it says Mishkan. Yesh Lamar, we can give the following answer. When it says the words Vasali Mikdash, you should make for me a sanctuary. Yesh Kan Mitzvah Sasei Kavu Lekolat Manim. There is a positive commandment for all times. 
Bein b'midbar, bein b'knisasim l'arts, whether they are in the midbar, whether they are in the desert, or whether they go into Israel. L'chein l'nem of also mishkan, therefore he doesn't say the word that you should make a mishkan. Ki mishkan im ha-shmo kavu el-zmani. The word mishkan only means temporary. So he, he's saying that he understood that the Orachayim, that the word mik, Mishkan itself means temporary, and the word Mikdash itself means uh, permanent. Right? Well, I mean, that's the way he understands it. But as, Haya Mashma, if it would just say the word Mishkan, which of course means temporary, then it would, Shirak Osasman. It's only for that time, Tziva Allah, so they're telling us to do it. Lochein Nikhtav Mishkan, therefore it says the word Mishkan, Rak Nikhtav. Um, but once it says mikdash, and the word mikdash means temp- uh, permanent, mm-hmm. so then why is the Torah telling us to build something permanent where we can't build something permanent because we're in a desert? Right? It must be that it's telling us to build it for generations. So the Orachayim say, is saying that the word mikdash means it's talking about the future. It's not talking about the present at all. Right. Or maybe it's talking both, but for sure it's talking about the future. For each individual to make of themselves a mikdash. Well, that's, the Orachim doesn't really say that. I added that in from the uh, Alshik, if I remember correctly, the Alshik says that, but I wanted to use the Orachim for that because the Orachim does say, like you were saying, that the word mikdash means permanent, together with Alshik, it fits very well that once you can't make a permanent mishkan, uh, mikdash because it's destroyed, you can make it in yourself. Vitam Nosef, an additional reason, is mishkan. First it says the word mikdash and not mishkan. That from the first moment that it's made for the honor of Hashem, there's already kiddusha there. Even if the Shekhinah is not there. So it's interesting, again, right, that the Orachayim is saying that once they did build the Beis HaMikdash, once they did build the, the Mikdash, there was a period of time, we don't know, maybe that time is a second, maybe that time is a day, maybe that time is a month, right, where Hashem is not there, right, uh, and then, but, but it should still be treated as if he is. Okay? It still be, should be treated as if he is there, even though he's not there. And therefore it has Kedusha anyway. And then, okay, so for today's world, since we can't rebuild the, the Mikdash in Yerushalayim because whatever political stuff, you have to make yourself something permanent. It sounds like the Mikdash is more permanent than the Mishkan. If you made yourself into a Mishkan, well, yeah, you can't make yourself into a mishkan temporary because you can make yourself for a mikdash. But on the other hand, it could be a hint that whenever you do something for the honor of Hashem, even if it isn't complete, because you're doing it for the honor of Hashem, it already has sanctity. Whenever you do something for the honor of Hashem, even if you don't complete it, because like like Hillel said, you don't have to complete something; you just have to start it. So it's already holy. Even your deeds are holy because you have the right to uh, be doing it for Hashem, even if it's not complete. It's still holy. Right. So therefore, what? Therefore, maybe that's a hint to that. How? How is that a hint to that? Because it says that when they started to make the mikdash, it was holy, even though Hashem's uh, Hashem's 
Oh, even though it's not complete. Even though it's not complete. Oh, that's very nice. You're saying the Mishnah in Pirkei Avos that says La Lecha Malacha Litmor. It's not upon you to finish the work. Right. Right. It's not upon you to finish the work. Meaning that even if you don't finish the work, it's still a holy endeavor. It, still a holy endeavor. Yeah. That's very interesting. So that's with the Chavetz Chaim also. The, you know the famous word uh, from the Chavetz Chaim. The Chavetz Chaim says that uh, we say when we finish the Masechta, we always say Anu Ratim Vehim Ratim. We run and they run. Anu Ratim, right? Um, what does it say at the end? They run and we run. At the, at the Hajim. So we do work and we don't complete it. And they do work. Alright, just like this. Anu. Anu Amelin Vehim Amelin. We work and they work. Anu Amelin becomes Chah. We work and we receive reward. Vehim Amelin Vehim becomes Chah. Right? They work and they don't receive the reward. Anu Rotten Vehim Rotten. Anu Rotten Macham We run to uh, the world to come. Vehim Rotten Mever Shachas. They're running the other place. So I asked the Chavetz Chaim, why don't they receive reward for working? Right? And why do we do? Re- why do we receive reward for working? So it must be that it's saying that it's work without the completion of the work. Right? Because it just says working. It doesn't say for the completion of the work. So they do receive. If you ask a tailor to make a suit and he tells you 50 bucks, right, which is a good price. So if he finishes the suit, if he finishes the suit, so you pay him. He doesn't finish the suit. He can work as many hours as he wants. You don't pay him. So he works and he doesn't get reward. He only gets reward if he completes the work. Right? And we work even if we don't complete it. In other words, like this. We try to, we try to uh, learn a Masechta. Or we try to build a Beis Amidash. But we don't finish the work. We still become Shabbat. We still receive reward even if the work is not completed. Why? Because the Rabbanu Shalom wants us to work. If we're unable to finish it, it's not our fault. As long as we give it everything we have. So for that, we get reward. Right? We get reward not for the final product. We get the word reward for the work. Because that's what a bunch of wants. He doesn't want the final product. He wants, he wants the work. Unless, unless, unless we're capable of the final product, and then we have to achieve the final product. Right? So says Baylor, if that's the shot, right, could be, according to the Orachim, we could say the same shot. That it says, Vasuli Mikdash, you should make for me a Mikdash. You should have to be saying, amongst you. But also, Lee, as soon as you make it, Lee, as soon as you make it for me, it's a mikdash, even though I'm not there. Even though I'm not a Bishochanti Bishochem, it's still a mikdash. It's still already a sanctuary. It's already holy. The Pshad is, since this is a hint, like we said in the beginning of, the, of our discussion, since this is a hint to, since this is a hint to the Torah, so it means like this, but also, Lee, if you learn the Torah for me, or if you do it for my sake, if you're working, even though I'm not there yet, meaning there's no final product. But it's still a mikdash. You still get schach for it. You still, I don't know, I don't know, I don't Right? Because that's what the Rabbani Shemar wants. Even if there's not a Bishochat, even the Hashem's presence is not dwelling there. Meaning in the final product. That's a good, 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 what do you say about that then? I don't like it. And also, even if, you know, like it, it's one thing for society to try to build a new house, and then there's another thing you as an individual should try to build yourself into. Right, so, right. So, according to Rechaim, it comes out, and it's starting with the Rechaim in the beginning that we learned, mm-hmm. right, that there's a micro and a macro. Mm-hmm. 
uh, there's a micro and a macro requirement. The, uh, the, uh, you know, the, the Orochaim also says this in the Tolkacha, I think in Barnabas Kisoto, uh, maybe in the Tolkacha, I forget where exactly, but we learned it, is that, is that the Jewish people will always survive. The Tzibur will survive. The individuals might not, right? So there's a micro and a macro. There's a macro requirement, meaning that all of Kla Israel, all of the Jewish people, to move through history as the Jewish people and sanctify Hashem's name. And there's a micro. There's a mitzvah for every person, every Jewish person, to be a part of that. Right. Arc. The ark. They had to buy, build a big ark, and then Moshe had to build himself a small ark. So. Oh, maybe also we could say like that. The Moshe had to build himself a small ark because maybe Moshe is the quintessential Jewish individual, and so therefore, the same way that Moshe has to build himself a small ark for the for the tablets, so to each Jewish person should be a small ark for all for the tablets for for the Torah on the on the micro level and be a part of the macro. Yeah. Right. Very good. Okay. Well, it also like it also stands. The ark seems to stand for. Always to have a vessel available for the for Torah. You can't, you know, talk, Hashem could put Torah into you, but if you don't have a vessel to receive it. Right, that's just yeah. in general analogy uh, yeah. to right? The, the ark is, 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 is a representative of a vessel. We have to make ourselves a vessel for the Torah. The Torah is there, but it has to enter inside us. Right. Okay, fine, Shkrech. Let me stop here. Uh,